Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy discusses Mahayana mentality. Welcome. In this episode, I'm exploring the question of the mentality we hold about ourselves in the world, and how can we cultivate a mentality that enhances our wisdom, our compassion, and our training in the Buddhist path. Throughout the path, we're actually cultivating different kinds of mentalities, cultivating the mentality of inquisitiveness and openness, mentality of clarity and precision, a relaxed mentality. That's what training the mind is about to a large degree cultivating different ways of thinking about things and cultivating the kind of mind that can accommodate the challenges of life, the kind of mind that can be put to use in the service of human betterment. One function of meditation practice is a quality of exposing, exposing and uncovering what's going on inside our thoughts and feelings. We don't actually like to do that often. We don't really want to know. But when you practice, you can't help but notice certain patterns, and I think that leads to some fundamental teachings in Buddhism. basic fundamental pattern that becomes obvious is how much our thinking, our mentality revolves around ourselves and our own needs and wants and desires. In order to make friends with and uncover our own beneficial and harmful habits of thought, meditation is a powerful tool, especially the notion of non-judging, looking at what we see, not quickly judging not being embarrassed, not trying to prove anything, just looking at what is there. That's really the starting point, and that's a big starting point. It can be pretty embarrassing to see how we occupy our own mind, what we obsess about, and the limits of our care and limits of our willingness to really know ourselves directly by looking with clarity. Oddly, by sitting simply with whatever arises, Areas of our thoughts, memories, and patterns that previously were scary or frightening or off-limits somehow become incorporated as just a part of who we are, and we learn from them what to let go of and what to cultivate further. It turns out that hiding from ourselves doesn't work that well, and it's very painful. It is not a pleasant state. So it's kind of a relief when we have nothing to hide, or at least less to hide. It's almost like those stories of fugitives who spend all their lives running from the law and finally they get caught and it's almost like a relief. I've been caught now. No more hiding. I am what I am. By looking into our own minds, we somehow plant a seed of understanding of of others. Plant a seed that maybe can blossom into loving kindness and compassion. You see how difficult it is just to deal with a simple state of mind and how difficult it is to be truly at ease. All of this provides ground for what Trungpa Rinpoche referred to as cultivating a Mahayana mentality, that is, a mentality, openness, love, wisdom, and compassion. In cultivating this Mahayana mentality, four factors come into play. They are affection for the world, faith in the right situation, compassion for sentient beings, and bravery. The starting point is affection for the world. This is not an affection based on picking and choosing. I like some things, I dislike others. It's worth asking yourself from time to time, how much do I actually really care about this world altogether? The world I find myself in. 
how much affection do I really have? We usually have so much aggression. We're fighting with the world in this way and that way. You could say that there's an incredible beauty or tenderness in having a genuine affection for the world, messy as it is, difficult as it is, challenging as it is. Just simply affection, simple appreciation, simple respect. When you engage in the world, you come from a place of tenderness, love, and respect, not from a place of aggression, complaint, and struggle. The second factor in cultivating Mahayana mentality is called faith in the right situations. The idea of faith in the right situations suggests that we often place our faith in the wrong situations, things that we can grasp, things that we can control. While here, the faith refers to faith in what we cannot grasp, what is unconditional, where there's room for everything, a different kind of faith, not in what comes and goes, not in this opinion or that creed, but in the very nature, unconditional nature, out of which everything arises. The third factor is very straightforward. It is compassion for sentient beings. The term compassion can seem kind of highfalutin and abstract, but this is just simply talking about working with sentient beings just very simply and directly. And by doing so, we find we are also working with ourselves. In fact, it may be the best way of working with ourselves is by working with others, the most effective. The final and fourth factor is bravery. Simply put, it's being willing to put up with loneliness, pain, or discomfort. If we're serious about working with ourselves or with others, we somehow have to get beyond our extreme attachment to comfort. Our modern society, we're experts at making everything more and more more comfortable to the extent that we become weaker in a way, unable to withstand stresses in the same way, like hothouse flowers. So to work with others in a dignified, open way, we have to be willing to get a little tired, a little more willing to take risks. In relating to bravery, I think it'd be helpful to observe hesitations. I think hesitations are often that point where the option is to extend out or to close down. How often do you see what to do, but you hesitate to actually do it? If we can notice those points, we can see openings for acting with bravery and stepping into situations as we are raw and vulnerable. By cultivating these four, we learn to step over our hesitation and put our affection, faith, and compassion into action. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.